it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we welcome you to the Handicast for Thursday, September the 1st. Great to be with you for the first weekend of, full weekend of football season. And uh, the LSU opening weekend is finally here. I like to be able to tell you that I have a lot of absolutes when it comes to LSU and Florida State. With the massive amount of turnover, I really don't. I can only give you some general observations based on what I've seen from LSU at practice, what I know about the current coaching staff, and what I saw out of Florida State on a limited basis last week against Duquesne. Here's what LSU's got going for it. Uh, They've got a coach that has not lost as a favorite, and LSU is about a a two-and-a-half to three-point favorite in this game. Brian Kelly hasn't lost a game as a favorite since 2017. What does that mean? For this team, you know, none of those teams that he won with between 2017 and now are going to play on the field on Sunday, but he's the one that prepared them all. The man wins most of the games that he is supposed to win. The second thing is that this game will be uh, in New Orleans, and while Florida State did sell their allotment of tickets, uh, word has come out uh, that they have sold them uh, a lot of them to brokers, meaning that they'll be on the secondary market. So are there going to be 30,000 Florida State fans in the Superdome? Yeah. Well, we'll see. This uh, promises to be a de facto home game for LSU, in my opinion. We know that both of the defensive lines uh, have an advantage both experience and talent-wise, over both of the offensive lines. We know that both of these quarterbacks are very capable runners with big arms. We know that LSU's got an advantage at the wide receiver position and that Florida State has considerably uh, less talent at cornerback than a lot of the teams LSU's going to see over the course of this season in the Southeastern Conference. Now, can Jaden Daniels get them the ball? And yes, for the moment, I'm calling Jaden Daniels a starter. Brian Kelly's told me nothing. That's just my uh, assumption at this point. Been assuming this since the spring. Just soon uh, keep up with it. If Nussmeyer goes out there for the first snaps on Sunday, I'll just feel like an idiot. But uh, can he get them the football in space? This is a remarkably healthy LSU football team. Uh, word came out uh, that uh, based on the metrics that they use inside the program, uh, they've got about a 95% uh, retention rate as far as health goes and missed time and expected missed time. In other words, they're in pretty good shape. And I, I think part of that is due to the schedule that Kelly has put them on. He's extremely diligent in keeping things organized, and they don't spend any more time on the practice field than they need to. Now, LSU uh, does not have uh, a game-breaking running back. They've got questions along the offensive line. They've got questions at kicker, which frankly uh, may be one of the more pressing things that when we get in a postgame that we talk about if this game, as the oddsmakers think, will come down to a kick. I just think LSU's got a little bit more, a little 
bit more. There's a lot of unknowns, but sometimes it works to your favor. Florida State's had to prepare for a lot of different stuff. If you've been following the podcast, you know, hey, they're watching LSU film. They're watching Notre Dame film. They're watching Cincinnati film. They're watching Arizona's film, uh, Arizona State film. We even heard from Mike Norvell this week that they're watching old high school film of some of uh, the LSU skill position players, particularly the quarterbacks. So they've had a lot to prepare for. And like I said, sometimes that uh, that works in in the favor of the team with the element of the unknown or the surprise. I'd like to be able to tell you that there's a lot that I can absolutely guarantee you and hang your hat on. I just think LSU finds a way to win this game. I think it'll be lower scoring uh, under the total of 50 and a half or 51, depending on where you shop. I can see LSU winning this game uh, by four to seven points, probably somewhere in the 24 to 20 range, uh, maybe 27 to 20. 24 to 17, something along those lines. I can't wait to see. It's like having a Christmas present that's been wrapped, but the tree's been up since January. You know what I'm saying? Let's go ahead and unwrap this thing and see what we got. So uh, that is not uh, something that I'm necessarily recommending that uh, you wager on. If you do wager, you just want a recommendation, and a recommendation is all it is, uh, LSU and under is the direction that I would go. Do have five picks for you. We do this uh, on Fridays, so let's get right to it. Feeling in a patriotic mood, so I'm going with Army. Army plus two against Coastal Carolina. Grayson McCall is back for Coastal Carolina. He was fabulous a year ago, but almost nobody else is. Only four starters back on offense and three on defense. Look, Coastal Carolina is a great story. They were 11-2 and two last year, and they were 11-1 and one the year before that. But this is finally the year uh, that a lot of those players that attained that 22-3 and three record are not there anymore. And they were only 6-7 and seven against the number last year. How many starters does Army have back? Does it matter? They were 9-4 and four last year. Army's the same team pretty much every year. Uh, 14, if it makes you feel any better. I think that when you're breaking in a lot of new starters uh, on defense, Army's probably one of the last teams that you want to play. Like the Cadets, plus two at Coastal Carolina. Um, Illinois, catching a point and a half at Indiana. Honestly, I know Indiana's at home, but I'm not really sure why they're favorite here. They were 2-10 and ten a year ago. They played four quarterbacks, and none of them threw more touchdowns than interceptions. Now, to fix this problem, Indiana imported Connor Basilak, who was third in the SEC in interceptions a year ago at Missouri. And most of their skill guys uh, are inexperienced. Indiana's rush defense was 10th in the Big Ten a year ago in yards per rush given up and 12th in touchdowns given up. Illinois, Brad Bielema is the coach. That's all you need to know about their running attack. And they look pretty sharp. I don't want to read too much into their week one win against Wyoming, but they did run for 260 yards and three touchdowns. I like the week one tune-up. Now listen, that is not a blanket guarantee that the team that played in week one is going to have an advantage if their opponent in week two is not a, a team that played in week one. Who you play matters, okay? It's not going to help Utah State very much when they play Alabama this week that they had a tune-up last week. Who you play matters in these situations. Well, I like Illinois catching a point and a half at Indiana. 
Oregon and Georgia will play uh, at the Mercedes-Benz Dome in Atlanta. I keep thinking back to last year when Oregon went on the road to the shoe and won outright as a 14-point underdog despite the fact that their best player was not uh, in uniform that year that uh, that day uh, came on Thibodeau Georgia who we know won the national championship started out against what was uh, not a national championship caliber caliber Clemson team it was a good Clemson team I'll get to them in a minute but it was not one of Dabo's best teams and it took Georgia a defensive touchdown to get loose uh, in that thing Oregon has a new coach. His name is Dan Lanning. You might uh, remember that name from the SEC because he's Georgia's defensive coordinator for the last three years. You know, if you ever went to trial, is there anybody that you want testifying less than your ex-spouse? Well, Lanning knows Georgia's personnel as well as anybody. He was in all of those meeting rooms. He was on all of those practice fields. So if there's a weakness there somewhere, he's going to know where to exploit it. He's doing that with Bo Nix. Yeah, the Auburn transfer is a starting quarterback at Oregon. I know, I'm back in Bo Nix here. But... He does know a little bit about playing against SEC defenses. The speed of the game is not going to get to him. And you know what? Bo Nix once led a uh, a winning drive in one of these kickoff classics. It was back in 2019 in Dallas when he was playing for Auburn. The opponent? That's right. It was Oregon. Oh, the irony. Going to play a little bit of a championship hangover here and Oregon, a good team with getting a whole bunch of points. I suspect Georgia will win, but I'll take the 17 points and the Ducks. Another team that I think uh, is maybe getting a little bit too much credit in the opening line this week from their performance last year is Cincinnati. Look, last year they made history. 13-1, and they went to the playoffs, they held on to their coach, and then they got an invite into what's left of the Big 12. They do return 13 starters, but only five of them are on defense, and the quarterback Desmond Ritter is gone. On the other side, I really like Arkansas's chances uh, this year. I like this team. I really like K.J. Jefferson, a terrific dual-threat quarterback, and Arkansas returns four-fifths of their offensive line. This is uh, the, the strength of their team. Sam Pittman, former offensive line coach, you know they're going to be good up front. But, you know, offensive line coaches, we won't mention any names from around here, sometimes uh, will go a little bit too hard on the practice field. Their teams will leave their legs on the practice field. Can't think of anybody around here who did that. Uh Sam Pittman's team got out of the gate really strong last year. They beat Texas and Texas A&M in September, so he looks to me like he knows what he's doing there. Um, as long as this spread stays under a touchdown, I like the Hogs. Arkansas minus six and a half. And uh, finally, we'll go to the Monday night game. If you're thinking, hey, look, on Labor Day night, a kickback, have a cold one, and, and watch a good game. You can kick back and have a cold one, but I don't think you're going, and you can watch the game, but I don't think you're going to watch a good game. Clemson minus 22 against Georgia Tech. Now, I, I don't like laying this many points. It's got to be a pretty unique set of circumstances for me to do that. But last year was a bad year at Clemson. You know what a bad year is at Clemson? They lost to Georgia, who won the national championship. They lost to the good NC State team in double overtime. And they lost at Pitt, who had their best team since 1981 when Dan Marino was the quarterback. 15 starters returned for Clemson. That includes DJ Ugalele. Now, his numbers were ugly last year. He threw more interceptions and touchdowns, but 
At one point in his life, this guy was the number one recruit in the country. That was just three years ago. He's only a sophomore if you count uh, no eligibility loss for the COVID year. Think about it. Ugalele was not good at all last year. He threw more touchdowns and interceptions, and Clemson still went 10-3. and Guess what? Maybe he's going to get a little bit better. Uh, Four-fifths of their offensive line is back. And on defense, while they may have lost a lot on the back end, the four guys up front are all going to play on Sunday. Meanwhile, Georgia Tech is on their way to what, by all accounts, looks like it's going to be a miserable year and possibly the last year for Jeff Collins. He's among the favorites to be the first coach fired this year. Last year, Georgia Tech somehow miracled a win against North Carolina, and they beat Kennesaw State and Duke. That's it. And they lost their last two games 100 to nothing. No, really, 100 to nothing. They played Notre Dame and Georgia, but the combined score in those two games was 100 to nothing. According to Phil Steele, there's only five teams in the Power Five conferences that have less experience returning than Georgia Tech. Hey, listen, you can say that's a good thing because all the players they had last year weren't very good. Okay, Uh, I I guess I could understand that. But I don't want to have to turn out a bunch of personnel with a potential lame duck coach, and then i got to play Clemson. Uh, The total on this game is 50-and-a-half, and Clemson's a 22-point favorite. That means they don't expect Georgia Tech to be able to score very much at all. I like the Tigers big in this one, Clemson over Georgia Tech. So the five picks that uh, we like if you're – Sports wagering this weekend, we like Army plus two. We like Illinois plus one and a half. We like Oregon plus 17. We like Arkansas minus six and a half. And we like Clemson minus the 22. Eagle 98.1 game day comes your way from Rouse's on Barone Street, just a couple of blocks away from the Superdome at 1.30 on Sunday afternoon as the Tigers open the Brian Kelly era against the Florida State Seminoles. We're brought to you by Supreme Rice and SupremeRice.com. If you go on tailgating, hey, even if you're tailgating down by the Superdome, you know what? Make it with Supreme Rice. Jambalaya, red beans, crawfish etouffee, gumbo later in the year, or maybe you're just getting a bunch of people over the house to watch the game. Make it with Supreme Rice. Support our Louisiana farmers and stretch your food dollar at the same time. All of our Supreme Rice is grown, milled, and processed in southwest Louisiana. They've been around since the 1930s, so you know that they're doing something right. You can get it at all your AG food stores, all of your Rouse's, all of your Costco's, and your Walmarts, including your Walmart neighborhood stores. For more information and great recipes, go to SupremeRice.com. For Thursday, September the 1st, oh, by the way, no podcast on Labor Day. We'll be back with you on Tuesday for the next Handicast. This has been the Handicast for Thursday, September the 1st. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild.